Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Warren. You thought I was going to say touchdown under the... No, this is Steelers Warren with your host, Matty Peverell, the host of the show, pushing the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Steelers organization as they look to put together a winning roster both this year and beyond. So we've made it through. We're through the mid-season mark. The Steelers are five and three. How good is it? How good is it? Particularly when we're facing one and three, this is a fantastic place to be. As usual, today we're going to go through our usual rookie report, uh, look at the rookies, Steelers rookies, how they performed in this week's Monday night football game against uh, the Chicago Bears. Look forward to the rookies that are going to be on the opposing side of the football this week in the Detroit Lions. And then we might even get to some draft previews, but you know, there's quite a few rookies on the Detroit Lions side to preview as well. Before I get into it, it was interesting. Number one, I will say it's heavily raining where I am in Sydney, Australia. So you might hear a bit of rain background, uh, you know, peltering on the window in, in the study here. But it's, you know, it's quite nice to listen to and fall asleep. I don't know if about you, but I like falling asleep to the rain. Uh, but I hate walk, doing things like having to walk the dog in the rain. Uh, that kind of that kind of sucks. Uh, but look, uh, this week was an interesting one for me. So you know, often Mark, my co Mark Davison, my co-host uh, on Steelers Touchdown Under, who you might know if you listen to that show, if you're stumbling across this show for the first time, yes, you're hearing an Australian on the other side of the microphone. Uh, we, 
you know, and I and I've hosted this show now for almost a year, and Mark and I have hosted Touchdown Under, um, you know, now for you know well over a year, which started on the podcast side, then moved to YouTube um, and podcasts in January. So that's pretty exciting for us, um, you know, from that perspective. We've almost been doing YouTube a year now, which is great. Uh, we absolutely love it in the live chat, and that goes live on a Saturday early evening, uh, Eastern Standard Time in the US. But uh, but. What I was going to say is that usually, like, you know, Mark and I talk a bit around what it's like being, you know, an international fan and on this side, you know, this side of the world, what it's like. And so for Monday Night Football, that's Tuesday lunchtime. That's pretty hard when you've got a work day. You know, usually Sunday afternoon, Sunday um, evening football, you know, you can get that in on a Monday morning kind of usually before the workday starts, which particularly during COVID and working from home, you know, that's quite easy. You know, before COVID, there'd be times I'd be, you know, commuting into into work, you know, and watching the game as well, you know, uh, getting a bus or a train. And so, um, I mean, when we said bus, you guys, you know, call them a trolley. Uh, but, you know, so from that perspective, but anyway, this week I happened to, I just had way too many meetings. I wasn't going to get much of a lunch break. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to save it up. I'm going to keep the, it was hard. I'm going to put my, you know, the phone away in terms of social media. Obviously I already use my phone for work, but, you know, put it away from social media, put it away from the BTC Slack channel, turn off all the notifications. And I'm going to watch the game like a, a real, you know, fan. Oh, I mean, I'm a real fan, but, you know, like a fan would uh, if you're in the US, but, you know, 24, you know, almost, you know, sort of nine hours later or something it turned out to be. It's really fun. We had a great time, my fiance and I, and watching the game and and what have you. It was it was awesome, and I might do it a little bit more often. It's hard. Um, it'd be easier on a Monday night game. Um, you know, Thursday night games are pretty good actually because Friday lunch times you know you can sort of manage it. And and I've shared before how you know it's a bit more social in Australia, but it was just an interesting sort of concept to watch it live and not have to skip through different plays and you know because you just have to I've got to go back and watch a lot of the game. Um, you know, I'm not waking up weary eyed at 4am that way either when I watched it, you know, you know, watch, watching it, you know, in the night on replay. So I might do that again when the Cleveland Brown, when they play the Cleveland Browns for January 3rd, but that'll also be the long, that'll be a long weekend public holiday in Australia due to, you know, New Year's Eve. And I think I'll be taking a few days off there. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see about that one, but look. I think the big standout, um, you know, we'll go through the rookie report like we usually do, but the big piece, I'm just going to say congratulations to Pat Freemuth there. I mean, you know, two more touchdowns in this game. He's now, I, I you think about the Titans that he's kind of like, that he's starting to get into the realm of being discussed around, right? Like you look at the Titans currently and, you know, if you look at pro football references stats, like, Dawson Knox, who's, you know, not that much older than Pat Freeman, but it's got a bit more experience. I talked a lot about him previewing into the Buffalo Bills. I kept calling him David Knox. My, my apologies. Uh, but he's got five touchdowns in the season. CJ Uzmoa from um, Cincinnati has got five touchdowns. He's been in the league a little while. And when he's fit, he's actually really good. He's got a catch rate 89%, which is a massive one for sort of Pat to, to get up towards, even though Pat's got, uh, you know, a catch rate on the season so far of 81.8%. And then you've got Hunter Henry, who's a great tight end, a great, you know, attacking tight end, uh, who's now, who's ex charges now, he's with the New England Patriots. He's got a catch rate of 71.7%, but he's got five touchdowns uh, on, on the year, you know, and, and he's 27. Sorry, he's, uh, yeah. So from that perspective, like, 
when you look at it, you, you sort of go, well, sorry, yeah, he's 27 on that, man. Um, you look at it and you say, well, isn't Pat Freeman doing pretty well from that perspective? Like you look at where he is compared to some of these other players, uh, you know, that are, that are much more established. I mean, Rob Gronkowski, Mo Ali Cox, they both have four touchdowns. I mean, I would love to see Mo Ali Cox in the Steelers with Pat Freeman there. And then Gentry still is your third. would be pretty, pretty top-notch you know, from my opinion there. But, you know, Mark Andrews has only got three touchdowns in the season. He's only got, you know, a 68.9% catch rate, you know, catching 42 receptions. Now, Pat only has 27, but he's got 27 from 33 targets. Mark Andrews got 61 targets there. So, you know, it's pretty incredible there. And while Pat doesn't have a lot of these yardage, you know, a lot of yardage compared to some of these other guys, you know, who who have, you know, over three and 400 yards, he's only sitting there at 245. Uh, you know, and his and his average is a bit lower. He's also playing with a very different quarterback to a lot of these other guys. You know, Uzmoa's playing, you know, with Joey Burrow, who's going to air out the football. Mark Jones is airing out the football a bit more than Ben, you know, a lot of the time as well. Mark Andrews, you've got, you know, Lamar having to bring them back from these ridiculous scores. I mean, surely that's going to end soon, one would only hope. But, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, even Noah Fant, you know, a bit less too. So, you just got to think, like Pat Freeman's, you know, play like eight games. It's ter- it's a terrific result. Uh, but looking back into into the Chicago game, you know, from the rookies, because we're seeing the Steelers rookies really show up now. Uh, you know, the O line, you know, Dan Moore did get abused uh, by by Quinn there, by Robert Quinn. But you know, apart from that, you know, I, I actually, you know what, we should give a bit of credit to the Chicago rookies. I mean, we talk about the Steelers rookies contributing on offense. You got Justin Fields there, 17 for 29, 291 yards, one touchdown, one interception, three sacks, uh, quarterback rating of 89.8, long pass on the day of 50, you know, rookie. Then you got Darnell Mooney, rookie. Um, he had one rushing, you know, touchdown there, that long one of 15 yards off one attempt, six uh, targets, three receptions, 41 yards, one touchdown, long of 20. You had Khalil Herbert, you know, four rushing attempts, 13 yards, not that not that big. We thought he might have had a bigger role. Cole Komet, um, you know, was, as well, and he's a rookie there, you know. And then he had, you know, eight targets, six receptions, 87 yards, uh, so that's a pretty healthy contribution from their offense um, and their offensive rookies. But we're here to talk Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and, you know, and Najee Harris, 22 rushing attempts for 62 yards, one touchdown, long of 13, targets three. Well, he's obviously won the AFC Rookie of the Month. He's starting to crop up. He got Bucky Brooks's, you know, uh, offensive rookie of the season so far as well. Uh, so that I was excited to see someone finally recognize him. Pat Freeman, who's got recognized last week by Rhett Lewis on their show. So imagine, you know, hopefully you get recognized again this week. But that's ter- tremendous effort from Najee Harris, uh, you know, there and, and receiving three targets, three receptions, 16 yards. He continues to do well. I think I saw a stat today on Twitter about, you know, him being now ahead uh, of where Bell was, you know, eight games into his career as well. So that, you know, that's incredible from from Najee Harris there. Um yeah, that's right. So Najee Harris has 541 rushing yards, 3.6 yards per carry, 830 yards from scrimmage, 4.4 yards per touch. Um, now, this is according to some stats I saw on Twitter. So, you know, I'm assuming these are going to be right. I mean, that's dangerous, but this guy does usually tweet out the right stuff. 
you know, Le'Veon Bell, 455 yards rushing yards, 3.2 yards per carry, 711 yards from scrimmage, 4.2 yards per touch. So, you know, Najee's doing ahead of that. That's pretty cool. Uh, then you look at Pat Freeman, who we've obviously led, led off with this rookie room report, you know, five receptions of six targets, 43 yards, two TDs, long of 13. It's not about the long, it's about the contribution. Terrific from Pat Freeman there. You know, just really exciting. Like, you know, I talked around last week about someone that I loved coming out, you know, college. I just didn't think he'd be there when the Steelers got to pick him at 55. Then when I saw him there at like, you know, somewhere about 44 and I started to get really hyped up and I'd put a long bet on the day. When I saw the Steelers draft Najee first, you know, I had talked about a couple of days before Kendrick Green, like it's just, I don't know, I'm, I promise I will shut up about this, you know, particularly even in though, you know, if he does well next week as well, but I just had this feeling with Pat Freemuth, really excited by him, um, you know, and, and so that's great to see uh, from that perspective. Just just exciting to see him continue to do well. Hopefully, as fans, we can temper our expectations, though, because I mean, he's one player, he's a rookie, he's in a, the tight end role, but it's clear that Ben trusts him, uh, you know, and that's going to open up things for other people, including, you know, Zach Gentry, which is fantastic uh, from that perspective. So... Moving on to more of the defensive side of the football as well, there, you know, it was an interesting day for the Steelers on the defensive side of football. I wasn't particularly impressed by a lot of what they did. Uh, Trey Norwood, you know, a rookie to highlight, you know, one tackle, you know, that that's really about it there. Uh, you know, from that perspective, when I look at uh, Louder Milk as well, you know, he really, I, I've, again, I didn't really feel like he, he tremendously, you know, showed up. Uh, but then you look at the snap counts from the rookies as well, like Dan Moore, 100%, Kevin, you know, sorry, Kendrick Green, 100%. You know, he had an interesting game, Kendrick Green. Uh, I think he's he's sort of having a bit of a mid-season slump, kind of like what Chase Claypool went through last year. I feel very different positions, obviously, but, you know, still that slump. Pat Freemuth played 71% of the snaps. You know, it's, sometimes it's more about the quality that you can, you can get out there. Cody White played 3% uh, from that perspective. Louder Milk played not, nothing on, uh, sorry, Louder Milk played 20% of the defensive snaps uh, and only 6% on special teams there. You know, so that's, you know, that's a really not a great sample size there. And, you know, it's funny. I feel like the Steelers when, you know, I mean, sorry, Norwood played there, the 16% there to Sky Ape said, you know, I feel like the Steelers really focused on allowing, you know, the more senior players to play this game. And I'm, you know, there's a, that's Monday night football. There's an occasion to that. There's the Chicago bears not wanting to let anything slip against them as well. Like uh, if that was the strategy, uh, I I do back that. I understand that. That makes sense. Uh, It was interesting day for, (laughs) for Presley Harvin after the previous week, five punts, 196 yards, average of 39.2 long of 46. You know, there were, uh, you know, whether you want to call them shanks or not, but, you know, there were some interesting plays there, uh, you know, from Presley Harvin. But it, Mike Tomlin rightly pointed out in the snippets of his press conference that I caught this week, you know, you've got to commend Presley Harvin on the holding of the ball. You can't just think of him as just purely punting, and that's something that he's done really well. We haven't seen any slip-ups there. So that is something that I think is pretty important to really remember, you know, when we talk about Presley Harvin. And, you know, you got it. Like they gave Barry a few seasons. You got to give him a few seasons. But you know, 
I, I thought he'd be doing a little bit better, uh, you know, and I, and I steered clear of uh, <laughs> ripping Jeff Hartman on that one a little bit also because I was late to load being pretty late to the party, uh, given that I, you know, watched the game on replay later in the evening. But um, yeah, I, I just think with Presley Harvin, you know, he's continuing to contribute. He does, he hasn't, I don't think he's had a game where he's done something terrible all the time, you know, like he still had some, you know, good kicks, you know, in, in their 10 yard line, you know, between the 10 yard line and the end in, the, in their end zone defending. So, you know, that, that I think is pretty positive from Presley Harvin, but I think you really want to see him bounce back this week. That's where you want to see it go equally with Najee this week. You know, I think you want to do really well with him too. You want to really make sure you measure things. Interesting with Najee is that, like, in touchdown under last week, I said I don't want to see him carry the football more than 22 times. He carried the football for exactly 22 times. I didn't say I wanted to see 100 yards rushing, though, versus the 62. Uh, You know, next week, I think if we can ease him in with 20 or so and we can do a bit more of throwing the football, I think that'll be a lot better. Um, I'd like to see them work in, you know, Anthony McFarlane Jr. if they can next week a bit more. I think that's going to be beneficial. Uh, you know, Kalen Balage as well. I'm done with Benny Snell. I know he contributes on special teams. Just personally, I'm done with him, just like I'm done with Ray Ray McLeod. I get neither of them, but particularly Ray Ray probably isn't going anywhere this year. But that's how that just honestly, that's how I feel about it. But look, with that, we're going to take a break on this week's Steelers War Room. Join us in part two. We're going to look at some Lions rookies. And then if we get a chance, we're going to look at a couple of players in the college side of the foot, um, you know, game that I really will either, you know, if we can't get there this week because there's a lot of Lions guys to go through, we will get there next week. Uh, but, you know, hoping to get through get through a couple of those, even if we can just preview like one or two players uh, within the time limit this week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back on Steelers War Room. I'm Matty Peveril, your host of this show that puts you, as I always like to say, puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, the Roonies, the Steelers organization, as they were to put together a winning roster uh, for 2021 or beyond, really a roster that can go after, you know, that seventh Lombardi trophy. Uh, you know, that's really, where, really, really where we, you know, want to be pegging ourselves as Steelers fans. So look, the Chicago games in the past, we looked at what the rookies did and contributed in that game. We now move forward to the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, you have an offense ranking of 29 out of 32, you know, for points, you know, that they've scored 26 feet yards out of 32. You know, on the defensive side, they've allowed, you know, almost the most points. They've allowed, on, you know, the 25th in yards most allowed. You know, when it comes to passing the football, you know, they've eighth most for attempts, 21 
you know, 21st for most yards, 27 for touchdowns, 12 in interceptions. So it shows you they've got a few interceptions there. They've allowed the most attempts. They're like halfway in the league for allowing, you know, the most yards, you know, net yards, game per pass. They've allowed the most, you know, attempts are rushing, you know, people have tried to rush on them the most. They've almost allowed the most rush yards. Yeah, there. It's it's Detroit Lions, you know, it's easy to know while they're zero and seven. Uh, you know, and offensive coordinators Anthony Lynn, which I think is interesting, ex charges, uh defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, you know, it, it's an interesting environment that you've got there, you know, right down in Detroit. You know, Jared Goff, I don't I don't think Jared's Goff's as bad as what people make him out to be. You know, he's got a quarterback rating, um, you know, of 85.3, according to according to Pro Football References rating versus the ESPN rating of 28.9. You know, interesting environment for Jared Goff. He obviously got traded in the offseason, you know, with Matthew Stafford. You know, I don't necessarily think they've had the best people that have been put around him. They did go after the tackle they got, uh, you know, in there in, in Pene Sewell. But I, I just... It's, it'd be hard to be a Detroit Lions fan right now. It'd be really hard to be a Detroit Lions fan. But look, let's crack into their rookies because, you know, they did have a lot of rookies they got in the draft and some notable guys. And in fact, a couple that I think we even talked about, you know, in Warring, if I can remember correctly. But let's kick it off. Uh, someone we didn't win, we didn't talk about, but definitely was on my radar is Levi Onwazuke, on uh, defensive end. Six foot three, two ninety five pounds. Going to pro football reference is probably a little bit bigger than that now. Usually they're a bit, they are there. You put on a bit of size compared to the numbers that pro football reference has them in at. He was out of Washington, one of the best defensive ends, defensive tackles in the class last year. Out of Washington, as I said, there, you know, uh, born out of Texas. Uh, he's played, you know, most most games this season. Defensive snaps, he's averaged from 15% in week one with a season high last week against Philly of 45%. Usually averages about a third of the snaps there. Uh, you know, in terms of, you know, tackles on the season so far, you know, he's, he's it's, it's a difficult contribution to make, uh, you know, when you really look at it. But he's got, uh, you know, 13 tackles on the season so far. No tackles for a loss, no quarterback hits, one pass defense. They need to work him in more. And I could see them doing it against Pittsburgh. I could see them doing, you know, heavier sets uh, against Najee Harris. You know, I do think he's a player that's really going to develop for them. Um, he's only had one pressure, one quarterback hurry. He's missed one tackle on the season, which counts for 7%. But, you know, one tackle when you've made 13 is, you know, is not too bad. Uh, he plays 40% of the special team snaps, you know, there. He's a fairly quick defensive end as well. You know, he ran a 4.89 at the combine, which is pretty good there. Uh, so when you really look at it, he's, he's number 75, just like me and Joe Green was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he's someone that could contribute this week. He's played in every game. So, you know, really expect him to continue to do that. Uh, you know, and in the closest scores that they've had apart from last week, you know, he, he's played more and more. So I think really, you know, I, I, I said this with some of the other, when we played the Seahawks, uh, I said this when we played the Browns, uh, when that was Blake McDougal. I said this as well, and, and also with Greg Newsom. Some of these guys step up when you play the Steelers, particularly when you're looking at the defensive guys but rather than the offensive guys. You know, they look to really work people in. They know they need to be on their, on their game. You know, so this is someone that the Steelers need to look out for because he might make life hard, you know, for some of the guys, the rookies that we've got. Uh, on the on the offensive line, but that's Levi uh, for you there, number seventy five. 
Next player we've got on the list is offensive lineman Ryan McCollum, uh, six foot five, three hundred pounds. There, you know, he's played uh, most of the special teams in the season so far. He had four offensive snaps last week for six percent of them. Uh, you know, not really too much to say there. He's number seventy four. Um, you know, whether he plays this week, not sure. It's probably is going to be held to that special team side of things. He's yet to be penalized, but you know, he's kind of played four offensive snaps in the season. So, you know, it's a lot more than I've, I knew I played an offensive NFL snap, but, uh, but yeah, like it's not that much of a sample size there. So who knows? Maybe there's an injury that happens, you know, between now and the game that, that comes into play there. Uh, then we got AJ Parker. Uh, so AJ Parker's a cornerback, uh, out of Kansas state there. Uh, you know, I think he, yeah, he wasn't draft, you know, went undrafted there. Um, you know, he's played special teams in almost every game. Uh, sorry, that's a lie. He's played them in about half the games, uh, played a season high on special teams at 35% uh, in week five, but he's played, you know, he's, he started out playing 38% of the snaps in week one. He played 74% last week and, and been in the 50s to 60 range uh, ever since there. You know, tackles on the season, he's got quite a few uh, so far. So he's he's actually got, sorry, excuse me. He's got over like, he's almost 30 tackles on the season so far, which is which is pretty decent there. Yeah, so 27 combined tackles. Uh, he has one tackle for a loss, one pass defense, no interceptions yet. You know, pretty interesting from that perspective. Yards per completion he allows is about 10.6. He's allowed a completion rating of 80%. So, you know, Ben might target him. Uh, yards per target's 8.5. He's allowed two touchdowns. He's actually allowed a quarterback rating of 135.4. Um, you know, and the average depth of target form is 7.3. So he's allowing guys to move around. The big thing for me is these missed tackle percentages at 18.2%. You know, you'd love to get this guy, Martin, he's five foot 11, 178 pounds. You'd love to get someone like a, a Chase Claypool marking up on him as a mismatch. You know, this is sort of game where you'd think a Juju would have been really helpful against him as well. Um, you know, so can they get Claypool in there? You know, can they get, uh, you know, Jonte Johnson on him making life difficult. Can they work free move in? Is Ebron fit to play? Can they can they get him involved in there? Even if it's James Washington, who's grandpa strong. They need to try and find a mismatch with AJ Parker because yes, he can make tackles, but if they can get someone that can get a bit of separation against him or really make a big body play, life could be really difficult. And I know there's a potential injury this week, uh, you know, for um you know, for Chase Claypool, that means he might be out. So, you know, that that's a real shame because he's someone that I think the Steelers could really target in the right way. Uh, then we move on to Jamar Jefferson, who I'm pretty sure I previewed um, in Steelers War. I couldn't look that up before I wanted to do the show. So he was drafted in the seventh round. I thought he would go a bit higher than that, uh, you know, out of Oregon State. Um, you know, really, he's only been on special teams. He played last week. Uh, he played some offensive snaps. He had a touchdown for rushing. He had two two rushes for six yards. He had four targets, four receptions, 23 yards, 100% catch rate. Uh, I think you'll see him this week uh, against the Steelers. I really do. I think they'll look to work him in in any way they can, uh, you know, there. So, yeah, just be ready, ready for him to make, he gets into a bit of space, he can do something. He's 5'10, 212 pounds. You know, he's someone that I really like the Steelers to potentially get in the fourth or fifth round. You know, if they weren't going to go running back, you know, very early with a Najee Harris or a Javante Williams, he's someone I still would have loved him to be paired with. Particularly like if he was in this year's draft coming up, I'd be like, please, can they get him? Because when, if you actually go through his college, 
career with some of the stats. You know, he's had some breakout games. He gets better the more he plays. Uh, so he's someone that could really, you know, start to trouble the Steelers this week, depending on what they're going to do with DeAndre on DeAndre Swift. Then I'm moving on to Jerry Jacobs, who started four games, played in eight this season so far, cornerback 5'11, 203 pounds. He went undrafted as well uh, from, you know, in, in last year's draft. He basically has uh, 20 tackles, 17 solo on the season, one tackle for a loss, three pass defense, one force fumble. So he's made a bigger contribution than AJ Parker. Without a completion percentage of 66.7, only 183 yards. That's completion yardage per completion of 13.1. Quarterback rating of 109.8, so that's a bit better. He's had a much bigger depth of target too. Uh, and he's only missed two tackles on the season, which is less than 10% for him. So he's someone that I'd look out for a bit more. Uh, so he's played about 54% of the defensive snaps so far this season and 28% on special team. So you might see a little bit from him uh, there. He's got a 40 yard of 4.53. So he's pretty quick, not the quickest cornerback out there, but he's pretty quick. Uh, you know, and he's a bit of a bigger, bigger sort of, bigger sort of cornerback there. Um, but, you know, he played hundred percent defensive snaps against the, against the LA Rams. He played 86% last week. And then he played in the 90s the two weeks before that. And then he had an otherwise just quiet start to the start of the season. So, you know, he's a guy that's going to he's gonna come up. He's going to make life a little bit difficult uh, for the Steelers potentially there. So look out for Jerry Jacobs, uh, you know, there in the cornerback position, number 39, Minka's number, but on the Detroit Lions side of the football. And then the next player we move into is uh, Penne Sewell. And so Penne Sewell was obviously the, the tackle drafted seventh overall in the first round of the NFL draft. You know, he's the guy that a lot of people thought was going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. He's played 100% of the offensive snaps in every week by last week where he played 94%. Uh, he's had a bit of a tough, you know, and he's played between, you know, five and, you know, 20% of the special team snaps. But, you know, he's had an interesting season, uh, you know, mixed bag, uh, I think, in terms of a lot of the reports. You hear some good things, some bad things. He's no Rashawn Slater, who was drafted, I think, mean, was number 13, it was 11 or 13, 13, I think, by uh, the San Diego Chargers, who arguably, if they were Steelers were going to draft anyone else but Najee, I would have drafted uh, Rashawn Slater. I think he's one of the best tackles I've seen in a long time come out of the draft. Um, particularly more, and by a long time, I mean a couple of years, but uh, he could be the best player, you know, other than Evan Neal next year. He could be one of the best players since like Werps and Beckton. Um, but, you know, and Slater can play anywhere on the O-line. But we're talking about Penne Sewell. You know, Penne Sewell still will get adjusted, uh, you know, whether he's really going to end up moving to right tackle or not I'm, not. I'm not sure. But, you know, they need more out of this guy. You know, they need more to be able to protect uh, Jared Goff, but you know he could be he could be protecting a very different uh, quarterback next year as well. You know, depending if they go you know zero and seventeen or how they're going to go. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But you know, Penny will look out for him. Uh, you know, he could make life difficult. You know, for some of the Steelers' edge rushes, the Steelers need to continue that. People, the Steelers need to help out. TJ Watt, he can't do it all himself, but you kind of, in one way, hope you hope he will, so that he can take it to Miles Garrett and he can finally win. Uh, you know, this Defensive Player of the Year award. I can't believe you know all the praise Garrett's getting. You know, and just this absolute ignoring of TJ Watt. Uh, you know, it's just so disappointing in some ways. Uh, but there, there's Penny Sewell for you. Six foot five, 331 pounds, taking seventh overall. Can he live up to that expectation? Can he stop the Steelers' pass rush there? You know, that's going to be the big piece. He's number 58 out of the Detroit Lions. 
The move over to Mark Gilbert. Do you know that same Mark Gilbert? That's six foot one, 175 pound Mark Gilbert, uh, out of Duke, cousin of Darrell Revis, uncle was Sean Gilbert on the Steelers practice squad. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, he played last week. He played 22% of the defensive snaps uh, and 8% of the special team snaps. That's the first game he's played for them. He allowed one completion, which, you know, on one target for two yards. Uh, you know, nothing much to see there. He did miss a tackle, though, which I think is pretty average. Uh, combine measurement of 4.47 for his 40-yard. Uh, if he'd gone a bit quicker, it might have been a bit different. Uh, you know, not, not real what to say there. Uh, you know, from him, he's only really contributed one week. But could could he contribute against the Steelers this week? Could he contribute through things and he knows about the defense to help out their offense? Uh, that's what's going to be interesting when you think about, you know, Mark Gilbert's contribution this week to the game. And then I'm moving on to Armin Rison Brown. I think he's someone that the Steelers like, could have gone after as well at the wide receiver position. He's six foot, 197 pounds out of USC. He plays a bit more big body than the six foot 197 pounds sort of suggests uh, when you look at where what he was doing in the draft um, or doing in college, you know, coming out to the draft, 40 yard time of 4.5. Five one, uh, there from that perspective, he's played sixty five percent of the offensive snaps so far this season. Started only two games out of eight. Played a quarter of the special team snaps as well. Uh, he has had one two point conversion made uh, on the season, so that that's his points. Uh, you know, he's basically allowed one in one interception on when targeted. Uh, he's had one drop on the season so far. 38 targets, 27 receptions for 250 yards. Uh, there, 100, 105 of those yards, a yak yard yards as well. He's, you know, had got, got them 14 first downs in his receiving. So they do use him, obviously, for some first down plays. So literally over 50% of the passes that he catches end up going for going for first down. So look for that when the Detroit Lions, you know, have a second and long, a third and, you know, a mid-third, so like a third and seven or something like that, third and five. Um, you know, you might see that from him. He's allowed a quarter. He's basically quarterback had a rating of 77 when targeting in there, uh, you know, so far this season, 71% catch rate. So you have to say total touches, 27, you know, nine averaging 9.3 yards a touch. He could make plays against the Steelers. You saw it this week. You saw it with Seattle when they played the Steelers. You know, those backups did well. You saw it last week against the Bears, you know, with Justin Fields. Uh, you've seen different players contribute uh, in different games against the Steelers that aren't always the top guys. The defense seems to shut them down. So this is they try and beat us with the other guys. This is where you could see, a, you know, an Armand Ross and Brown step up this week uh, for the Detroit Lions. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, but as I say, he's he's doing pretty well in the season so far. The more he's targeted, the more he catches. So the three games where he was targeted more than five times, so I'm not going to count the game he was targeted five times. So the three games where he had more than five targets, week four, five, and six, he had eight targets for six, and then six receptions week four, eight targets week five for seven receptions, seven targets week six for five receptions. So, you know, that's that's you know, a catch rate of 75%, 87.5%, 7.14%. You know, he's a guy that's going to catch the football. They're getting him open. They're making him, you know, really work. So the more snaps he gets and the more targets he gets, he does perform. You've got to be wary of those guys, particularly when they're in a rookie year and they're developing and you've got a new quarterback and they're getting used to how they can win the future as well. Not the Steelers will probably play the Detroit Lions for a few years yet again. Uh, but just someone, just someone to look out for this week. 
you know, when the Steelers go up against the Detroit Lions there, uh, you know, and his position number is 14. Then we have across to Brock Wright, who's a tight end. He's played the last two weeks. He's played 80% in the week seven. He played 8% of the special team snaps, and then 40%, you know, against, uh, in, sorry, so uh, week seven, 80% against the LA Rams, 40% against the Philadelphia Eagles last week. He's played about a quarter of the offensive snaps uh, there. He actually had a tackle uh, on special teams, which is interesting there. Uh, not, done really nothing on offense. Uh, from that perspective, he's six foot five, two hundred fifty nine pounds. So he's a lot more of the blocking style tight end, uh, you know. There, and, and you know whether they use him to work people open. His position number is eighty nine. You know, there's not a hell of a lot to say. It, um, you know, when he was out of Notre Dame, uh, so you know, obviously played, you know, with with Chase Claypool there. Uh, you know, went undrafted, but he's he's starting to make a contribution. And then we get to. Uh, I have far too Mila Fonwu. Uh, he had two games on the season right now. He's on IR. Uh, he was out of Syracuse, drafted third round. I really liked him. I really th- I was hoping the Steelers could get him. He's big, big, big guy, six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds, and like he's obviously not the biggest guy in the world compared to a defensive tackle or something like that. Uh, but he is a cornerback, so that's that's pretty big uh, from that perspective. There, he had a four point four eight forty yarder. I love that size, that speed. You know, I was interested to see what he can do. But hey, he went to someone else. Uh, Steelers really didn't address cornerback like I thought they might early. I do think they'll need to do that in the second or third round this season uh, or this this NFL draft in 2022. Uh, so far in the season, you know, if he was playing, uh, you know, he's allowed for only five completions and seven targets, 71% uh, for 92 yards. That's a quarterback rating 113. He's missed, you know, a third of his tackles. But it's hard when he plays week one and week two of your rookie season. You don't play after that with that injury. Uh, so I think the Steelers might be lucky, you know, well, not lucky, but it's a positive thing they don't have to play this guy this week. Um but yeah, you know, disappointing. I would have liked to see them, you know, from that capacity, but I think it's helpful for Ben too, particularly if we don't have Chase Claypool this week, that this guy's not around uh, to do anything. And then you get on to Javon Jay, Jay McKinley, also out of Notre Dame. So you could see here that the Detroit Lions, like the, the like the guys out of Notre Dame, uh, wide receiver, six foot two, 215 pounds. Uh, you know, there he's someone that was obviously undrafted. Interesting from that perspective of, you know, again, he's on injured reserve, not really done anything. He's been in and out of their practice squad, uh, you know, from that perspective. So, you know, cut, added, cut, added all through September. Um, See someone that they're sort of liking there. He feels a bit like their Rico Bussy, if you think about it from our perspective. Uh, But he's on injured reserve now. So, you know, I don't think he can come back this season uh, under the rules. Um, But Again, the Steelers don't have to face him. You know, just wanted to be aware of, uh, you know, if, if future, if you've you know, got fantasy guys, if you know the guy from college, if you're a Notre Dame fan. I don't think there's many Steelers fans and Notre Dame fans, but hey. Uh, but look, with that, given the time, I think we're going to have to save uh, some some college guys to next week. I'll try and be quicker next week. Depends, though, you know, how many rookies someone drafts. Uh, you know, and I wanted to have a real talk about some of those Steelers rookies, particularly given how close the game was uh, to this week's show. But with that, that's Steelers Warren for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Look forward to talking to you next week. And also, if you can join us with on Steelers Touch Down Under live this week. I'm Matt Peverell. This is Steelers Warren. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah.
for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.